Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you're having a great Monday. We're getting a strong start to the weekend. We'll be talking about the major shift that is about to take place in the NFL and why the Cowboys should be able to exploit it, why they should be seeking to be aggressive, why they be why they should be feeling that urgency. We'll talk about it on tonight's episode of Primetime. We will also talk about the greatest games in NFL history because a lot of things are on my mind after that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes game. And I want to discuss it with you guys. So, hey, make sure you're active in the chat. Make sure you hit the like button. If you are watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, please share it with your friends. And we'll be beginning the show officially in just a few moments. What is up, Tommy? Luman over at YouTube, Burner account as well. Thank you for tuning in. Let's start the show officially. How about we get off to a quick start here on tonight's ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles, for more Mavericks articles. We'll be here the entire offseason. We'll be having free agency content, NFL draft content, and of course, once we get into the thick of it, into the true offseason, we'll be, as always, be covering the Cowboys in the preseason, in the offseason, all of it here on adcsports.com slash Dallas. So make sure you check it out. And as the NBA starts to heat up, you will also want to be on the lookout for Ian and Alec over there in the site because they have some great Maverick articles including the Maps Journal, which is one of my favorite reads every week on ADC Sports Dallas. So make sure you check that out. And tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, we'll be talking quarterbacks. And we will be talking about the shift that is about to take place in the NFL and why I believe the Cowboys should feel a certain level of urgency about it. Because we've been talking about these few days, we have been talking about Aaron Rodgers, potentially retiring, potentially being elsewhere, not in Green Bay. And if you are talking about a potential trade, you might be getting into a conversation in which the Packers, even though Aaron Rodgers will be, uh, you know, will have a say on where he will be going according to their reported agreement from last year, you would assume that Aaron Rodgers has a say, but you would also assume that the Packers are going to try to trade Aaron Rodgers to the AFC. And it fits with the quarterback needy teams over on that conference. You have the Indianapolis Colts looking for a quarterback. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers looking for a quarterback, specifically teams that will not have a very high position in the NFL draft. And in specific, in a year in which, guys, there are not a lot of quarterbacks on that draft. There are a lot of them, maybe, but no clear-cut favorite to be 
the quarterback of this year's draft class. You have Malik Willis, you have Kenny Pickett, you have quite a few candidates, but no clear cut. It's not like last year's draft class or a year before that when you had bigger names. This year's draft will be different in that aspect. So you have potentially an Aaron Rodgers that will be out of Green Bay next year. You have a Tom Brady that, hey, we don't know if this is it. We don't know if Tom Brady will decide to retire. And I know that some of us at one point have thought that, hey, maybe he will never retire, but he will, right? He's a human being, and you don't know if that will happen this year. And then you have a similar conversation with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And all of this matters because it seems like the quarterbacks will be on the AFC. In general, the AFC should be expected, in my opinion, to be the strong conference quarterback-wise. And the Cowboys have Dak Prescott, and you, you just have to assume that they feel a level of urgency on that front. The fact that the Cowboys should be one of the best teams at the quarterback position in the NFC if these expected changes end up taking place. So what is up, guys? Thank you for joining the show. As always, R says in the YouTube chat, and I understand that question. He says, wait a minute, is Brady human? We're not aware of that. I cannot confirm it, but hey, he, he, he's expected to at least consider it, right? And I've got my brother is a Patriots fan. And from day one, when Man in the Arena aired over there on the, I don't remember what the app is. Is it Star Plus? When Man in the Arena ended up airing, my brother, who is a huge Patriots fan, he was saying, hey, guys, maybe, just maybe, this is Brady's sort of weird goodbye. And the fact that the final episode has not aired yet, you might, you, you might be wondering, wait a minute, is something going to happen with Tom Brady? Dan Quinn will get him and Adams in Denver, says Chuck Pridgen. He might. I know he's talking about Aaron Rodgers, of course. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams over with the Colts. I just think I would love to see them in, in, with the Broncos as well, but I would love seeing them with, uh, you know, of course, the Colts. What is up, Ryan? Saying, Mo, if you've never been here, we have some excellent Mexican restaurants over there on Union, New Jersey. I have not. I have been to New York, to New York twice, but I have not been... Uh, it to Union, New Jersey. We'll we'll make a note of that, though. We'll make a note of that. What's up, Stevie Mac? What's up? Thank you for being here, reminding people to hit the like button and, of course, share the stream. Also, what is up, Dana over at Facebook? So let's take a look at the quarterbacks from the NFC because I have a question for you guys. This is my projection. Maybe that's the word for starting quarterbacks in 2022. Look at that field. While in the AFC, you will have the likes of Joe Voro, who has made quite the statement this season. You have a Trevor Lawrence who, hey, listen, I know that the Jaguars right now are in a very bad spot. But if the, if the Jaguars end up figuring some things out, you might have a bright future for Trevor Lawrence. Then you have, of course, the obvious ones. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That conference is about to be loaded with quarterbacks. In the, in the NFC, not so much. 
Aaron Rodgers, obviously, if he stays with the Packers, great quarterback and everything, but he might not. He might not. It might be Jordan Love. Then you have Kirk Cousins, who might also deserve a question mark. Justin Fields over with the Bears. Jared Goff with the Lions. Move on to the NFC South. We don't know if Tom Brady will be back, but look at the rest of the quarterbacks. Taysom Hill, also a question mark, maybe. Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold. Burner account says, put a question mark next to Heineke as well, LOL. Because, yeah, look at the Washington football team. We'll, we'll have a name, by the way, the, two of, the 2nd of February. Keep that in mind. Uh, but the Cowboys, in my opinion, clearly have the best quarterback of their division. And then over at the West, you have Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, who might be out of the picture too. And then the 49ers, and I put Garoppolo slash Trey Lance because even if they make the Super Bowl this year, you just don't know what Cal Shanahan will do next year with a quarterback like Trey Lance waiting for his opportunity. The question for you guys in the chat, the question for you guys in the chat is, among these quarterbacks, and you can include the guys who, who might or, or might not be in the NFC in 2022, would you rank Dak Prescott higher or lower than the number four quarterback in the NFC? That's the question for you guys in the chat. Would you rank Dak Prescott higher or lower than number four in the NFC? Keep in mind, NFC, not NFL. Because I wanted to make that, dis- uh, you know, that distinction today. Because we've heard two, two sides of the story after the divisional round. Last night, we talked about how it was proof that it's not all about the quarterback that you need more things to to win championships, that it doesn't all fall to the quarterback position. And then some other people were saying, wait, it's actually the other way around. Let's look at the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes game. But I wanted to make that distinction today. The NFC, Tommy goes with lower. Devontae Griffin goes with uh, lower. Fresh Fade says, who's number four? Well, you could use it as a over-under at, at four, Stevie Mack says, I will say four exactly. That is valid. That is valid. I should have thought of that, definitely. And I think that's fair. I think that number is fair. I think four is the lowest you can rank Dak in this conversation. Lower with Kellen Moore, says Burner account. That is also very valid. And it ties into the conversation that we had on Sunday night about it not being all about the quarterback. Uh, I he's the fourth best says fresh fade. Is fresh fade? I need to make to ask this because of the emoji, or or I don't know if that is an emoji actually. But is it the Eagles are trash? That is the question that I have for you guys as well. That I would give Dax as Joey Vela. Four would be the highest in the NFC that I would give Dax as Joey Vela. Peter Rizzo also goes with uh with four. Lumen, <laughs> Lumen saying Jared Goff. Murray, Brady, and Dak fourth. I don't know. I don't know about that Jared Goff thing. I know it's a, it's a little bit of a joke there. Man, I don't know if Jared Goff, by the way, if he will be back or not. That's The Lions are in quite a difficult spot. So I would go something like, before I rank them, I would say, of course, you need to, you need to have Rodgers, Brady. I would say maybe Prescott. 
Nah, Wilson. Wilson, I like Wilson a lot. I actually, I believe Russell Wilson is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So you have to have those three, and then I need to include Dak. I, I still rank Dak above Matthew Stafford, even after what we saw this year. And I also would rank Dak above Kyler Murray, who I would assume those three maybe are the ones that are difficult to rank. Lower, his arrow is definitely going down, says Ryan Doyle. Burner account says, I'd say between five and seven. It's a good question. Whatever the case may be, Rodgers and his return to Green Bay is in question. The same goes for Tom Brady. The same goes for Russell Wilson. And if two, or, two of these three quarterbacks, or even one of those three quarterbacks, or the three of them end up, in the AFC or, or of course, in retirement, in the case of Tom Brady and potentially Aaron Rodgers, the NFC is wide open. And, of course, it's not all about the quarterbacks, but to get into the playoffs, I think, it, it, the quarterback, of course, is the most valuable position in football. So, hey, the, the Cowboys must be feeling some sort of urgency about it, especially with an upcoming NFL draft in which there is no clear prospect at the QV position. Chris Graham says, draft Brian Cook. Fresh Fate says, Stafford has been balling, but I think Dak would be having the same success with McVay as Stafford is having. By the way, I love it for Matthew. I love it that he's in the NFC Championship game because he had to endure some rough, rough conversations as an NFL quarterback. And a lot, he, had, he has received a lot of hate throughout his career, saying that he cannot win big games, that he cannot beat winning teams. So I, I actually kind of feel good about Matthew Stafford making that kind of statement in these year's playoffs. Two playoff wins already. And hey, it will be a fun week building up to the NFC Championship game, by the way. Just a random thought there. Remember that Kyle Shanahan is 6-0 in their last six games versus Sean McVay's Rams. So huge game. Huge game, and it is it has the potential to be one of those great, great matchups like the ones that we actually saw in the divisional round. And last night, we were high after watching that game. We were high on football hormones, or I don't know how to even call them. <laughs> Let's call them like that for this episode. Uh, just an invented primetime term right there. But we were on an all-time high maybe because that game was exciting that quarterback performance from Josh Allen from Patrick Mahomes and we sat down here and we talked about it being one of the best weekends ever in playoff history for the NFL fast forward to Monday morning and I believe that we were still thinking about it and I was thinking to myself was that Bills Chiefs game one of the best games that I've ever seen and I know that recency bias is definitely a thing, 100%. It is a thing. And I put out a question on my Twitter account, at MAUNFL. It's M-A-U-N-F-L, in case you want to follow it. And I was thinking, I, I wanted to, you know, ask my followers, which other games were candidates for being the greatest of all time game? And I'm going to do the same here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, because what we witnessed last night is definitely up there. It's got to be in the conversation. 
just because of the quarterback play. And, and of course, it has to do with the teams that surround Mahomes and Allen. But that was a game that should be up there in the conversation to be one of the greatest games to ever be played in the NFL. But I thought this could be a fun conversation. What NFL game would you put up there as the greatest of all time? That is a question for the Facebook chat, the YouTube chat. And of course, if you're watching on Twitter, let us know your thoughts as well. I think it's a it's a very valid question. And again, I think that Mahomes and Allen's performances, the efficiency that this offense operated at, because make no mistake about it, they went off in the fourth quarter, but the first three quarters of football were quality was quality football as well. Not only for the offense, but we even got some great defensive plays. We saw, for example, Melvin Ingram completely destroy the, the Bills' right tackle and then Josh Allen making something out of nothing by rolling out to the right side. We saw the Bills early in the game going for it on fourth down. The only thing that I didn't like maybe was a couple of punts late in the game, one from the Bills, one from the Chiefs that I thought in both of them. And the fourth decision bot over at Twitter said that the recommendation was to go for it. And it was a strong recommendation for both of them as well. Other than that, it was just elite football being played. And I wanted to make that a question. Which NFL game would you put up there as the GOAT? And I have some candidates as well. But let's see some of your comments first. Burner Count says, I think the greatest playoff game I ever saw was the Music City Miracle. Shout out to ADC Sports Nashville. More or less. Tommy says Bills versus Oilers. That or the Bills-Oilers games with Frank Reich comeback could could definitely be one of them. Uh, two hidden gems, says Lumen, Heineke, and Minshew. Ooh, interesting. The game last night, says Kenneth Fraser. Bills, Chiefs, says Peter Rizzo. Let's see. I have, these are just some of my candidates. Some of the games that I thought about when making that question to myself. You guys know I'm 22 years old, so I, I got to speak from experience. I, I, I got to go with the games that I've actually seen live instead of on YouTube, maybe, as a kid. So I've got, as my potential answer, excluding the Chiefs-Bills game to avoid may, maybe recency bias, that Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks, to me, was one of the greatest that I've seen. The Patriots and the Seahawks just punching each other back and forth all game long, building up to a unavoidable climax in which the Seahawks were going to win the Super Bowl. They were going to dethrone the Patriots. It all just felt that it was obvious. It was going to happen. The, the Seahawks were right there until they weren't, until Malcolm Butler picked, uh, picked off Russell Wilson. That, to me, is one of the best games ever. Uh... The San Antonio Holmes catch, of course. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals, one of the greatest as well. I, I hate this, of course, for the ADC Sports uh, Dallas show, but I got to be fair. I got to include the Eagles Super Bowl because I think that was an insane game as well. And then also the NFC Championship game between the Packers and the Seattle Seahawks, also a very good one. Let's see some more of your... Uh, some more of your answers. Lumen, enjoy the show. 
Silla, ADC Nashville is on over there with the Nashville primetime show with the legend Buck Rising. So enjoy, Lou. Go enjoy some Titans content. Ooh, burner account coming in with a good one as well. The 2007 Giants Pat Super Bowl was great. I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> Bills Chiefs, the number one game. Seahawks versus Patriots is Tommy was a good one. Definitely. Ryan says the Pittsburgh, Arizona Super Bowl was insane. And the Super Bowls have an extra flavor to them, right? Because sure, the Bills and the Chiefs game might have produced the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Because I I believe that if you take a look at the Super Bowl odds right now, you get the Chiefs as a favorite. And I would have assumed that since the Packers were out, since the Buccaneers were out, I would have assumed that the Bills, if they had won last night, they also would have been the favorites to the Super Bowl. But it's not the Super Bowl. It, it might have felt like one, but it's not a Super Bowl. And that maybe takes away some points for it. Let's see. The Rams versus Titans Super Bowl. One yard short, says Tommy. Ooh, such an amazing play. That's definitely one of the GOAT moments, at least. If not the game, at least the play in itself. That two-string tackle which we will always remember. And 57 says Kenneth Fraser. And I've never seen a better game in the playoffs than last night's game. Aaron Williams also was saying that Rams Titans Super Bowl. The 28-3 comeback was crazy. This is burner account. I, I think that we need to include that one as well. But if you compare it, for example, to the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl or the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl, the, the, the one with the comeback, the 28-3 game, the first three quarters of the game were quite boring. So that's why I don't include it. But in terms of moments as well, you got to go with that comeback too, which a lot of people in my Twitter were mentioning, were bringing up the Chiefs-Rams game from 2018. Do you guys remember it? We were calling it the November Super Bowl back then. And it was quite insane. It was the first game in NFL history in which a team had scored over 50 points and still lost the game. That had never happened before until that game. And if I'm not mistaken, it has not happened since either. It is the only game in which two teams have scored over 50 points. That was crazy, but I think it also has to do with the hype surrounding each of these two teams on that, on that game. Fun fact, that game, if you guys remember it, that was supposed to be in Mexico. That game was supposed to be in Mexico, and I was going to be there live for it as an invitee for NFL Mexico because they were doing this Twitter campaign, and with engagement and, and stuff like that, the winners were going to get a ticket to it. And I was destroyed when those news came out that the game was not going to be able to, to be played in, a, in Azteca, in Estadio Azteca, because they had held a concert a week before. That was just so stupid by the owners of the stadium. But hey, that was that was definitely uh, fun. Dario says, okay, we're only talking Super Bowls. No, we're talking all games. We're talking all games. Whatever you want to include, throw it in, and let's have a conversation about this game. But that Chiefs-Rams game was... Crazy. Would have loved to see it happening in Mexico. Didn't happen, though. Burner account says the Falcons fans won't like it. That was a complete team meltdown. 
And that is something that a lot of people were, of course, pointing towards when the Cowboys hired Dan Quinn, which was kind of, you know, maybe a rich because Dan Quinn was a head coach there, not a defensive coordinator. But I remember people bringing that up when the Cowboys hired Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. <laughs> Jay Cena, thank you for asking people to hit the like button. Uh, I like the aggressiveness. <laughs> Rams, Patriots, Super Bowl, says Tommy. The Patriots first, Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri, the, the legend, was just, you know, was just growing at that point. Adam Vinatieri, such an amazing moment. Uh, <laughs> Clayton, anybody remember the Hail Mary pass, Staubach to Pearson? Of course, I didn't get to, to see that live, but that was also an insane moment as well, uh, that Hail Mary game. And the thing about that Hail Mary game, by the way, I don't remember who, who actually wrote this article that I read not that long ago. I think it was when Drew Pearson was going to, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. They're, they were pointing out the fact that even before that Hail Mary catch by Drew Pearson, he was having a tremendous clutch performance as well in that game versus the Vikings. It was not only... The Hail, the Hail Mary catch, it was also before that several third down conversions, for example. So that was one of the most insane moments, too. Uh, that was pass interference, LOL's burner account. Hey, speaking of pass interference and playoff moments in a negative way, how about that Ram Saints pass interference, too? Or that Minneapolis miracle with Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs? Also great moments in NFL history. Tommy says the 93 or 94 49ers versus Cowboys NFC Championship game was amazing. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the 93, the one that Tommy's talking about, because if I'm not mistaken, he's talking about the 30 to 20 win by the Dallas Cowboys, which is the one that we were discussing not that long ago here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime with Jimmy Johnson scouting out the areas of the field in which they had replaced the turf and all of it. And that's actually when, where the Alvin Harper 70-yard catch happened because of those scouting from the Cowboys. That, that was crazy, too. Uh, of course, didn't, didn't catch it live, guys. Was not burned yet, but a tremendous game, too. Uh, and actually, that's why I included Troy Eggman over there in the overlay because I, I knew that someone was going to bring up that 93 NFC championship game. And then if you, if you take a look at the 1995 NFC championship game, if I'm not mistaken too, which was the Zenith as they were calling it of that 49ers Cowboys rivalry, that should also maybe be in the conversation just because of the star power from each of the teams you had 19 all-pro players, 21 pro bowlers. <laughs> Imagine that, 10 future Hall of Famers in the same game, guys. And I even mentioned the Pat Summerall quote from that article. And that article was by David Lombardi over at The Athletic last year. He wrote it. And, and he started the article off with the, with the conversation of, with the intro by Pat Summerall and John Madden for that game. And Pat Summerall was, I don't remember the exact quote, but he was saying like, in two weeks, we'll play, in one week, we'll be playing 
the, the Super Bowl. Two weeks from now, we'll be playing the Pro Bowl. Today, we will play both. That was Pat Summerall, something like that. That was insane. The most star-packed game in NFL history. 19 all-pro players. Think about that and think about the numbers that you see from the modern NFL all-pros. And a team that has five all-pro players, that's an insane number. Or six, seven. The same for pro bowlers even. And to have 19 all-pros between two teams and you have that in a playoff game, whew, crazy. Um Let's see, 92 Super Bowl, white rights, his burner account. Oof. Some great memories, some great memories from, from everyone here in the chat. That's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I, I knew that we were going to have some fun answers in the chat uh, if we posed that question for the greatest game. You can call it recency bias, but right now I'm leaning towards the Bills Chiefs game to be the, the greatest game that I've had the pleasure of watching live on TV. At least it has to be that. And maybe a close runner-up is the Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl. But guys, I will let you off. I, I will let you get on with your Monday night. Thank you guys for joining the show. As always, we are in for an interesting offseason with the Dallas Cowboys. So make sure you keep tuning in to the ADC Sports Dallas show, the morning show with Skywalker Steel, and of course, the primetime show with myself every night at 8 p.m. Central from Sundays through Thursdays. We'll be here. And hey, exciting times are coming for ADC Sports Dallas. And by the way, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. For more Cowboys articles, for more Mavericks articles, make sure you tune in to the site as well. And hey, the MVAs is hitting up. So check out Ian's articles. Check out Alex's articles. And hey, we're going to have fun this offseason. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Joey Vela, saying we need a lineman like Larry Allen again. Ooh, we'll, we will have a lot of offensive line conversations this offseason. I'm sure about that. I can guarantee you that. Thank you, guys. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. It, hey, it is... And if it is conference championship weekend, excuse me, in the NFL, and we will be enjoying that throughout the week. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow.